The fishermen were at work, sitting along the shoreline after a long night's labor and nothing to show for it but sore bodies and aching fingers. They look up from cleaning their nets, shielding their eyes from the bright morning sun, and see Jesus, followed by a large crowd of people approaching them. Jesus is backed up to the shoreline and steps into Simon's boat, asking him to put out a ways. From the safety of the boat, Jesus teaches to the gathered crowd. When he's done teaching, he looks over at a weary, bleary-eyed Simon and says, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Appropriately, Simon hears these words of a carpenter's son and explains, We've worked all night long and have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, we will let down our nets. The fishermen had worked all night casting their nets again and again, hoping for a catch of fish to sell in the community that morning. However, they caught not a single fish. They were tired from a long night of work and disappointed to have nothing to show for it. I've read this story or heard it told many, many times. I'm sure we all have. But as I read and studied it this week, the part that stuck with me was the exhaustion the fishermen feel after laboring through the night and catching nothing. Anyone else feel that weariness in your bones today? Anyone else feeling the fatigue of working or pushing and striving and feeling like there might not be much to show for it? As we enter our junior year, or year three of the pandemic next month, the weariness of navigating it, had, navigating it all has taken a toll on us. I feel like I'm plopped down right next to those fishermen, I've mended my nets, and I'm just ready to go home and put on some comfy pants. It's the weariness of the fishermen, it's in the weariness of the fishermen that Jesus meets them. And it's in our weariness that Jesus meets us. He asks us, he meets us and asks us, put out into the deep water and let down your nets. Put out into the deep water. Reverend Dr. Paula Owens Parker, dear friend of Richmond Hill and professor at Union Theological Seminary, notes that often the deep is interpreted as chaos the unknown, spiritual darkness, disorder, danger, unproductive effort or work. The deep is uncharted waters, and often a place we don't want to find ourselves. The deep is unpredictable and vast. Someone, we might say that someone is in deep water when they're in trouble or in over their head. Parker continues, But other interpretations are fullness, immensity, an extreme degree, immeasurable insight, infinite knowledge, or incomprehensible plans. The deep is vast, and therein lies part of its blessing. The deep is uncharted so that we may be surprised by what we find therein. Jesus sits on the boat and invites the fishermen to go out into the deep waters. Jesus invites us to enter into the depths, the fullness, the immeasurable, and perhaps incomprehensible plans. Is the deep our shadow side? Is the deep some personal learning that God is trying to open up to us? Is the deep greater understanding? Is the deep painful? 
but rewarding for us if we dare to go there? What have we to gain by letting down our perfectly mended nets into the deep waters with Jesus? Jesus is not content to keep those weary fishermen on the shoreline after a hard night's work, and Jesus beckons us to put out into the deep waters and let down our nets. But perhaps, like Simon, we say, hold up, I'm tired. I have already been working at this. What is one more try going to do? What is going deeper going to do? Maybe I'd like to hold on to my nets and not risk undoing all of the mending work that I've been doing all morning. Thank you very much. Simon is a seasoned fisherman with a carpenter's son giving him instructions about where to cast their nets. He has a right to be incredulous at Jesus' suggestion, asking the weary fishermen to haul their nets back out into the lake and to fish in the day goes against everything that Simon and the others know about fishing. They fished at night, so the fish wouldn't see their flax or linen nets, obviously. He has a right to be incredulous at Jesus' suggestion. But Simon Peter says, Lord, if you say so, I will let down the nets. Are there spaces in our lives where Jesus is inviting us to go deeper, but we pull up the brakes because we feel exhausted, scared, or incredulous at the invitation? Are there spaces where we carry a hurt or shame that Jesus is inviting us to go deeper into and examine with fresh eyes? Are there spaces where we would prefer to stay in the shallow waters where the, excuse me, where the visibility is easy and the water is fine? But what awaits us in the depths if we are willing to go there with Jesus? What awaits us if we hear Jesus calling us and we humbly say, If you say so, I will. I have always cherished Simon Peter because I find him such an honest disciple. And he's honest at this moment, too. Reverend Nadia Boltz Weber notes that Simon Peter's faith is one that is honest about exhaustion and failure, honest about what life really is like, and then still says, If you say so, I will. Simon is a main character in this story, but is joined by his fishing partners. And the fishermen named in this passage are described as koinonoi, partners or cooperative members. They were in it together, sharing the risks and the bounty as we see them pulling in the massive haul of fish together. Koinonoi is very closely related to a word we might be familiar with, koinonia which was used to describe the early churches. It's the communion of believers and communion with God. Simon Peter doesn't enter the deep alone, but with his partners co-laboring with him. I'm reminded of my time as a camp counselor and camp administrator. Kids loved coming to camp for all it had to offer, but you know, some were just there for the chance to swim twice a day. And it's so special watching campers' growth around the pool throughout the course of a week. At this camp that I served at, we had a deep end at the pool with a diving board, and campers had to pass a swim test in order to be able to swim or dive into the deep end. And even if campers passed the swim test, going into the deep end could require a little bravery and gumption. I often walked by the pool and saw campers holding hands as they jumped into the deep together or heard the cheers of support as campers stepped onto the diving board to plunge into the deep. 
The deep end of the pool was a place of growth for campers where they tried diving for the first time or enjoyed the feeling of leaping into the deep water and feeling weightless. And sometimes they needed each other's support or encouragement to head into the deep end. There's nothing about Jesus' invitation to the deep waters that suggests that we go them alone. We're invited to the deep with our partners in the journey, partners who hold our hand as we jump into the deep end together, or who reach into the murky water to haul in an overwhelming catch of fish. We need one another on this journey of faith. We need partners who are honest about their own exhaustion and weariness, but who are willing to go with us into the deep. We need partners who are willing to enter deep conversations with us or show up when the deep gets too overwhelming and we need backup. The beauty of Richmond Hill is that it is a place that focuses on deep healing together in community. Healing of our inner selves and healing of systemic ills, all work that we strive to do in the spirit of koinonia, with communion with God and one another. It is work that requires us to go into the depths again and again, uncovering forgotten history or educating ourselves on our own biases and inviting Jesus to be our guide, truly striving to be an institution that rebukes white supremacy however it rears its ugly head, and a space that models another way of rest and hospitality that can only be found with Jesus as our guide. This is work in the depths, but work that Jesus calls us to and work that we enter together, bravely, hand in hand. It's deep work that I'm looking forward to joining you in for many years and seasons to come. Howard Thurman explains in Deep Calls to Deep that part of the discipline of religious experience is always to deepen it and deepen it and deepen it and deepen it. So that the more that is demanded of it in the transformation of the world, the farther down we must go to get energy and strength to sustain it. Jesus calls us into the deep, into the abundance of God that we cannot even imagine sometimes in order to face the challenges of the world around us. Not just to face them, but to face them with the transforming spirit of the kingdom of God. We must do that work with Jesus, and we must do that work together. Jesus meets us in our weariness not to demand more of us than we can give, not to push us over the edge, but to nudge us into territories of depth and abundance that we can barely comprehend. Jesus invites us to put out into deep waters and goes there with us. He invites us into the deep to be transformed by the presence of God Jesus showed up to the disciples in their weariness and when their resources were scarce. But Jesus filled their boats and their hearts with an abundance of love and grace they couldn't have imagined. He filled all of them up for their journey and invited all of them into the deep. Jesus invites all of us into the deep waters of faith and life where an incomprehensible abundance awaits us if we're willing to paddle out and let down our nets with him. May Jesus meet you in your weariness and restore your soul with an invitation to the depths of love, the depths of transformation, and the depths of healing work for yourself and our world together. May it be so. Amen.